welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and I'll be reading for you today. I'm your host. Um, today is episode 11.2, and we are doing chapter 8 in Luke. Um, so uh, it's a little bit long, so I think uh, we should just go ahead and dive in, and uh, we'll pray first, and... Um, Did I say welcome? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, So let's just uh, take a minute and uh, get our minds relaxed and in the thought process of uh, hearing what God has to say for us. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment of uh, being able to open up your word and read into it and to read exactly what it is that you want us to hear and to understand and to absorb and use in our lives. Lord, we thank you for being our Heavenly Father and for having uh, given your Son as a sacrifice for us that we're so undeserved of it. Um, We thank you for his blood that he shed for all of our sins. Lord, we are celebrating this month, this Christmas season, that little tiny baby that was born just for us. So we are so thankful for this Christmas season and for uh, the gift of family and friends and uh, just being able to worship you and um, all that you do for us and giving you all the glory. We just are so thankful. We thank you for the um, people that are out there listening to this podcast. We thank you for their time in this moment, uh, for taking time out of their busy lives and uh, and opening up their hearts and their minds to receive your word. Lord, we're just so grateful. Bless us in this time. Empty ourselves of all that's out there, all that's bothering us, all that's burdening us and and weighing us down, Lord. Empty us of that so that all we can do is just fill our spirits, our hearts, our souls with whatever it is that you want us to hear. Um, We're just vessels, and we want to be filling up with you. So, Lord, we're just so grateful for you and thank you. And, Lord, we just ask you to take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's um, open up to... Oh, for my readers. I've got my readers. Uh, Chapter uh, 8, and it begins with uh, talking about the women who follow Jesus. Soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, I'm sorry, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. This is the parable of the farmer scattering seeds. One day, Jesus told a story in the form of a parable to a large crowd that had gathered from many towns to hear him. A farmer went out to plant his seed. As he scattered it across his field, some seed fell on a footpath where it was stepped on and the birds ate it. Other seed fell among rocks. It began to grow, 
but the plant soon wilted and died for lack of moisture. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up with it and choked out the tender plants. Still other seed fell on fertile soil. This seed grew and produced a crop that was a hundred times as much as had been planted. When he had said this, he called out, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, but I use parables to teach the others so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. When they look, they won't really see. When they hear, they won't understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while, then they fall away when they face temptation. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent, represent those who hear the message, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And so they never grow into maturity. And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Parable of the Lamp No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and be made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. The True Family of Jesus Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to see you. Jesus replied, My mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. Jesus calms the storm. One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we're, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, Where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the winds and waves obey him. Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time he had been homeless and naked, living in the tombs outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, 
don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, what is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. Jesus heals in response to faith. On the other side of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. Then a man named Jairus, Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith, and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, James, John, I'm sorry, Peter, John, James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, Stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, My child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned and she immediately stood up. 
Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted that they not tell anyone what had happened. All right. So let's go back to the beginning where um, the, it talks about uh, the women who followed Jesus. Um, it talks about Mary Magdalene who had um, seven demons cast out of her. And I thought this was interesting. I never knew this. Um, Herod's business manager, Susanna, had no idea that his business manager was A, a woman, and B, uh, it was Herod's business manager. But what I found interesting, too, was that uh, it says contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. I find it interesting that women were financially supporting him. <laughs> I don't know why, because back in the day, I didn't know that women really had money. So um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what exactly the context of that is, but it did spark a little interest for me. And then uh, we've read this same passage uh, with Jeremiah. Um, back in, I think it's Matthew, uh, talking about the parable of the seed. And it talks about how the seed uh, that was on um, the footpath, the birds came and ate it. The devil is the birds eating, you know, taking it away from their hearts and preventing them from believing and being saved. Uh, and then the rocky soil, um, they hear the message with joy. They're, you know, excited about it, but then they fizzle out pretty quickly because they don't have deep roots. Um, I don't know what deep roots they don't have, uh, but they're, they're not nurturing it. And then the thorns uh, uh, kind of crowd out. The thorns are the things that preoccupy us, the things that, um, you know, everyday life stuff or you know, riches or whatever it is that fills you, you know, with preoccupation that doesn't point you in the direction of Jesus and of God. And then, of course, the good soil is a person who nurtures and feeds and, um, you know, uh, waters and, uh, you know, takes care of, of what they've learned and what they've uh, come to know and um, you're producing good fruit is what you're doing by um, by doing that and then of course you talk about you know your light uh, you don't hide it under a lamp you don't want to you know hide it that you are a, a Christ follower you want everybody to know about it and you should live your life knowing you know it, by that example everybody should know that you love Jesus and that you follow him and that you are uh, doing his work. Uh, and then, so I thought this was interesting in 18, I think this is the same thing. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away. So the more you listen, the more you read, the more you uh, educate yourself, uh, the more he's gonna keep filling you up and giving you more information. But uh, those who think they understand, you know, oh yeah, I, I, I know Jesus, you know, uh, people say that all the time. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christ. I'm a Christian, you know, but what is the producing the, what fruit are you producing? You know, you got to question that. And then, uh, the true family of Jesus, uh, again, you know, he basically is, you know, including everybody, 
into his family. It's not just his blood family. I think that's what he's saying here. And then uh, he calms the storm. Again, the disciples are amazed by this. They still are not quite getting it, who he is. Then he talks about the, uh, the, the, the story of uh, healing the man possessed by demons with the pigs. Uh, they're not getting it either. These people from the, the Gerasenes, they're not getting who he is either. They're completely, you know, get, they're asking him to leave. Um, and then, uh, but I thought this was interesting. I don't think we mentioned this the last time. Um, in 39, Jesus tells him, go back because he wants to go follow Jesus. And he says, no, you need to go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done. So he's giving God the glory. He's, you know, he's saying, this is not of me. This isn't, uh, you know, I didn't go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't go to a priest. And, you know, they didn't, um, uh, you know, cleanse me of, you know, the demons. This is all about God. God took, took care of this. So um, exercise, that's what the word was. That I didn't go to an exorcist to get the demons exercised out of me. It was all about Jesus healing me. And then um, the woman, I, I always love this story about the woman who just touches the garment of his robe. I think that is so cool that she had so much faith that all she wanted to do was just touch, uh, touch his shirt. That was it. And he knew it. That was the other thing. He knew that, that because he says, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out of me. It's like he can feel the healing power go out of him. That, to me, is amazing. And he tells her, you know, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. She was immediately, that's the other word too, back in 44, immediately. It wasn't, you know, in a couple of days, take an aspirin. Immediately. Same thing with the guy that had the demons. Immediately. He was, you know. And... Um, and the little girl, immediately, she was, immediately she stood up and Jesus says, go get her something to eat. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing that it's not uh, a delayed reaction. This is all happening in the moment and you can't deny what you're seeing. So um, these are all real events that happened. You know, this is God's word and he's telling us exactly what's been going on. So that's it for today. Uh, again, good stuff. Uh, I knew it would be, um, as always. Tomorrow will be episode 11.3, uh, chapter 9. Um, so uh, Jeremiah is still out uh, uh, helping with his, uh, he'll get his wife back on her feet. Uh, so uh, do miss talking to him. It's been uh, about over a week since I got to talk to him. So do miss that. And I'm looking forward to this Thursday. Hopefully we'll be all back together and doing what we do. Having that nice, or Friday, sorry. So um, anyway, uh, so if um, you have not uh, made a decision for Christ, uh, this is your moment. Uh, I will lead you in this prayer. And uh Anybody who wants to can say it with me and, um, and accept Jesus into your heart. Uh, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. 
and I will live for him. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the family of Christ. This is uh, an amazing time for you. It's an amazing moment. Uh, let your seeds fall onto uh, fertile soil is uh, what uh, you want to do. You don't want it to be snatched up by uh, Satan. So start nurturing, start uh, fertilizing. That was the other word I was looking for. Fertilize that seed um, with more of this. So uh, I encourage you to get into a church, get to a priest or a um, pastor who can uh, navigate you um, into uh, getting more involved. There's ministries, there's volunteer work, uh, there's small groups. You can start a Bible study. You can use this as your Bible study. I'm pointing to my Bible over there uh, if you want to as uh, something to help you kick it off. And uh, so congratulations. Mark it in your Bible that today was the day that you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And um, celebrate. Celebrate with somebody because uh, this is a big day. So, And don't forget to do your check mark. I keep forgetting to tell everybody. Uh, do your little check mark. So that's it for today, uh, and uh, I hope that you have a, an enjoyable evening or morning or afternoon, whatever time it is that you're taking out the 20 minutes to listen to this, and uh, I will see, I'm sorry, let me grab my mouse here, I will see you uh, tomorrow, uh, same bat time, even though I don't really have a bat time, uh, but I will get it out to you tomorrow, and we'll see you then. Take care. Bye-bye.